by 12. I got 30 seconds. So go ahead and look at your watch. Look at it. It's 12 o'clock. Ushers, bar the doors. Thank you again for the opportunity. The Lord has something in mind. He, he, he turned me every which way but loose in the early service, and he's doing it again. You can be seated. Ron Medley, I honor you. Thank you for being here. Steve and Carolyn, thank you for being here. My goodness, Steve Downs tried to teach me to play golf, and when he did, he said, Pastor, you're not doing anything right. Thirty-something years later, I'm still not doing it right, but I'm still trying. Ron Medley, I honor you. You're a man of character and integrity, always been the same, and I love you. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to be here. Thank you for this opportunity to share the Word of God. And I do know it's 12, and I have been preaching long enough to understand that, okay? I probably should be through by 2 or 2.30. So. I'm going to give you one verse of Scripture because the Lord put, he changed me again just like he did this morning. I have prayer cloths with me. And the Lord told me to preach briefly on the scripture that's on this prayer cloth. He began to tell me that as we were singing, there, all across this congregation, there are people who are in depression and or oppression. It's like that something has got a hold of you and you can't find a way out. Anybody agree? Well, that's kind of low. You must be in depression. Are all of you in that? But he said to Mary years ago when he told her that she was going to have Jesus, he simply made a statement to her because I feel like there are people here this morning who are saying, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this dilemma? How do I get out of this depression? How do I get out of this discouragement? How do I get out of this situation? And Mary turned to Gabriel and said to him, how can this be? How can I get pregnant and I've never been with a man? How can this happen in my life? And that's when he answered her and said, with God. Say it, with God. Say it, with God. Nothing is impossible. The word nothing in the Greek there is the Greek word rhema. Say rhema. Rhema is a word from God for your specific situation at a specific moment and a specific season. Anybody want a word from God? Come on. See, she said, how can this be? It's not possible. You are saying to me something that is impossible. And the Lord has wanted me to share, and, and, and I'm going to share it. I don't like to. I've shared it before with you, but I believe there's somebody here that needs it. About, oh, 15 years ago, while I was pastoring the Summerton Church, I ended up in the deepest, darkest hole I'd ever been in my life. I had a doctor look at me while I was seated in his office, and I didn't like what he said because I didn't agree with him, even though he may have been right. He looked at me, and he called me pastor. He said, Pastor, you are clinically depressed. 
And I thought to myself, I don't want to hear that. That can't be true. Then I found out that I was in a situation I couldn't get out of. They gave me every kind of medicine you could take. Um, everything you could take from, I don't even know, I don't even want to name it. But I threw it in the commode and the commode got depressed. But I still went through it. For a three-month period, I walked in the gross darkness of my life. I walked into a place where Judy would have to get me dressed to go to church. She would have to take me and put me in my office and hide me from people. And I would go to the pulpit and I would preach and I would go home. I would shut the curtains. I would close everything out. I didn't turn on the TV. I didn't talk to anybody. Why? I was in a state of deep, deep, dark depression. Somebody said what it's like. You ever stood on the on the beach and you're standing in the waves and a wave knocks you down and by the time you try to get up it knocks you down again then you get up and it knocks you down again I went through that and I tried Judy would take me we went down somebody gave us a condominium to live in a stay in down at the beach and we did and she would quote scripture at me and she would give me these scriptures and she would tell me and I'd look at her and I said I can get it up here but I can't get it here are you hearing me? Sometimes we get it in head knowledge, but we don't get it in heart knowledge. And I'd hear what she said, and I would go back through it. Folks, I was in a place I cannot describe to you, but I believe I'm helping somebody who's here this morning. This is your day of your deliverance at this moment. You don't have to wait any longer. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to wait till tonight. You don't have to look till next week. This is your time to be set free. Well, that it has overwhelmed you, it's understand that the enemy would like to keep you where you are, but God's sent me by today to tell you this is your time to come out of your situation and your darkness is going to flee because the God of light is showing up and when he shows up light, darkness has to flee. Oh, give him praise in the house. I walked that road. The scripture I just quoted to you. But with God, nothing shall be impossible. Can I tell you something? The word of God is not a platitude to be quoted. It's not, a, it's not a motto just to memorize. The only way the word of God is helpful is when you get it into your heart. You can quote the whole Bible lid to lid unless you got it in your heart. It's not going to do a whole lot for you. Come on. I'm not interested in where you can split theological hairs with me or not. I'm not interested in debating the word with you. When I pastored, they wanted me to debate. I said, I can't debate the word because the word is true and it'll stand forever. Now, I don't have anything to say to add to it or take away the word, but the problem is we have a hard time getting it in here and we, we, we have a hard time trusting God. Come on. You know, it's like the man who fell off the edge of the cliff and when he fell off the cliff, he reached up and grabbed hold and all he had was a little shrub and he's holding on. He said, somebody help me, somebody help me, somebody help me. And God spoke. And God said, here I am. What do you need? He said, I want you to rescue me. And the Lord said, let go. He said, is anybody else up there? A lot of truth in that. Come on. It's easy for me to tell you to trust God. It's easy for me to preach to you. But it's hard to preach to me. Because it's easy to talk about faith and describe faith and give you all kind of Greek words for it. But folks, when you got to live it, when you got to get up and walk it out, it's a whole different story. And I did for three months. 
for three months. I couldn't even be around my friends. I'd go out to eat with them, and when they packed me into a, a place that was close, I'd have to get up and leave. I couldn't talk with them. I couldn't converse with them. I stayed in darkness. I lived in it for three months, and all of a sudden, if you're not careful, I don't, oh, I'm talking to somebody, Pastor. I'm talking to somebody because you've reached that point that you've resigned yourself. This is just the way it is. No, that's a lie of the devil. This is not the way it is. This is not your lot in life. This is not where you're supposed to be. It is just a temporary thing for you. And I went through it, and I went through it. I got a call. I got a call from if I called a man's name, you'd know who he was. I'll tell you who he was. It's Raymond Culpepper. He called me, and I'm in my bedroom, but curtains pulled in the darkness, no TV, no nothing. He said, I wish I could talk like him. He talks a little more southern than that of Lane, Okay. He said, this is Raymond. I said, yes, sir. I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want him to know. He said, I know what you're going through. He said, I know where you are. The Lord told me to call you and talk to you and tell you that I've been the same place you've been. You want somebody to help me? I thought, Lord, I'm a... you see what the enemy tells you this morning is you're the only one going through it. The enemy will tell you nobody's been. Oh, you just blew it. No, no, no. The... Don't you let the enemy tell you that. He makes you want to feel like you're a lonely petunia in an onion patch and nobody else is around but you. No. You remember a man by the name of Elijah? Elijah, the greatest prophet that ever lived, to call down fire, killed all the prophets of Baal and the prophets of Jezebel. He did all of that and all of a sudden he ended up in depression. Do you know what he said in depression? Nobody's serving you but me. Come on. That's exactly where the enemy has somebody. I'm on somebody. I'm not, I started to say I was on your front porch. No, no, I'm in your living room. I'm about to move from your living room to your bedroom. I'm about to get in there where you live and where you try to hide. But I tell you, you won't leave this place without being delivered today. You won't leave this place without God taking hold of your life. And there I walked it three full months. I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't even put on my own clothes. I did everything I knew. I quoted every scripture. Judy's put it on her phone and I've left it up there. Has anybody heard this new song? I love it called Fear is a Liar. Fear is a liar. He'll tell you you're not good enough. He'll tell you you don't have enough. He'll tell you you won't be enough. He'll tell you there's no way out. He'll put you in that dilemma. But let I, can, oh, can I tell you, fear is a liar. I said fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Come on, give him praise in this house. Somebody's getting free, and I feel it. I feel it. No wonder y'all have made me miserable for the last three or four days. I can't sleep. I can't connect. I felt like, can I just be honest with you? Last night, the enemy woke me up in the middle of the night, and I'm wrestling with today because I got enough sermons to preach. I don't have to do anything, but I don't want to preach you a sermon. I want to give you a word that God gave me for you today. Let me tell you how the enemy works. The enemy is about 4, 4.30 this morning. He began to talk to me. And he began to say to me, you're wasting your time. You're an old man. Why don't you just give it up? See, I've told Judy because I am old. I'm not old, too old, but I'm old, okay? I said, honey, if I become a blubbering idiot, sit me down. And the enemy this morning was convincing me that I was about to become one. He said, say it again. Somebody say it out loud. 
I said, he's a liar. I said, he's a liar. I said, he's a liar. It ain't over till God says it's over. It's not finished till he says it's finished. And guess what? It's not finished. Say it with me. With God, nothing is impossible. Translation, no word God speaks is without the power to accomplish what he said. Somebody needs to tweet that one. No word God speaks is without the power to accomplish what he said. Because when God says it, somebody says, oh, God says it, you believe it? No, God says it is true whether you believe it or not. He doesn't need you. He's God. And when he's God and he speaks, then he's speaking to your dilemma. He's speaking to your darkness. He's speaking to your pain. He's speaking to your mind. He's speaking to your heart. This is your day to be free. This is your day to come out. This is your day to be, oh my God. Y'all, most of y'all know my ministry. It's weird. It always has been weird. I'm going to be weird till I die. I want to have a weird funeral, okay? Listen, we're in a camp meeting. Now, I'm pastoring the Summerton Church of God. I'm on the state council. I used to think, well, I better not go there. I better leave that alone. Okay. Listen to me. I couldn't function. I'm in a camp meeting. The building's two times as large as this or three. Judy and I sit in about two or three rows back and beside her is the friend that had been praying for me. She knew about it. She's a close friend of us. And we're, and, and we're there. And the man is preaching about his daughter who's been very sick. Tommy Propes. I'd never heard him preach. He was preaching. He finished up. He gave an altar call. When he gave that altar call, do you all understand the terminology that I use right now? Sometimes in camp meetings we do cattle calls. We bring everybody here and everybody over here and we slap them on the head as they come through the line. I've done it. I mean, I'm not against it. That's just what was going on, okay? And he had a line here and a line here and a line here and I'm seated right here. He's over here praying. And as he lays hands on somebody right here, all of a sudden in the middle of praying for somebody, he stops and he looks around. Holy Spirit said, He's looking for you. You know what I said? No, he's not. Why? Because I had too much pride. I was the pastor of the large church in Alabama, one of the largest. I, I was on the state council. They can't know what's going on. How many has ever been in church and you don't want anybody to know what was going on and all of a sudden God exposed you? Hello. But he didn't. I didn't move. He came back again and closer to me. He's standing here and I'm seated over there or standing over there. He lays hands on another person. All of a sudden, he's looking around. And it's like the Holy Spirit said, that's exactly how you act. And I do, okay. I mean, you never know what I'm doing. I'm just looking for somebody. Listen, he said he's looking for you. I said, I can't do this. I'm embarrassed. I'm in depression. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody to know. So I kind of slumped down. And he went on. But that wasn't the end of it. He walks up on the platform about this high. The, seat, the church seats 5,000, okay? He, he comes over to the edge of the platform. You see how my shoes are sticking off? I still see the end of his shoes. He's standing there just about like this, and he begins to say this. There is a leading pastor in the church of God in this building, and he read my. 
Now, I know this isn't true, but this is how I'm weird, okay? I believe the Holy Ghost came by me that time, and he said, Son, if you had done it down here, you wouldn't have to go up there. <laughs> Hello. Isn't it amazing how he puts us to the test? I know the Holy Spirit doesn't do this, but this is just my description. He, I felt like he said, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you had your chance. But he said, now you got to walk up there. Listen, I'm talking to somebody. Listen to me. Don't you, don't you let your mind wander right now. I'm talking to some people right now. I had to run up on that platform this high, and the man stood there. He was just like me. He had his coat off, and when he had his coat off, he looked at me as I stood right there, and he threw his coat over me. He never touched me. I hit the floor. And when I hit the floor, God delivered me. A friend of mine in that big auditor, that big church, seats 5,000, was standing back as one of the ushers. He said, when he threw his coat over you, I fell over on my face before God. What happened? God showed up. Guess who's in the house today? God's in the house. Guess what he wants to do? He wants to set you free. Guess what he's about to do? He's about to set you free. He's about to bring you out. He's about to do something that no man can do. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the report is. I don't care how long you've been depressed. I don't care how long you've been at it. It's time to come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Woo! Woo! Listen to me. Here's what God told me to do. I asked Judy, I said, you have any prayer cloths? I don't know how many I got, but there they are. They've been prayed over. And y'all have some probably too. This scripture says, for with God, nothing. Rhema, no word. God speaks is without the power to do what he said. And he said for me to speak deliverance over you. He said to speak deliverance. I'm not talking about a touch. I'm not talking about a blessing. I'm talking about a coming out of the dark place you've been in and being free. If you believe it, give him praise in the house. Stand with me. I know it's not two o'clock. For you have even said to yourself today, says the Lord, that I am not worthy, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough but I am speaking to you by my spirit. I have ordered your steps to be in this place right now. I have come that I might break every chain and set you free. This is your day, says God. Receive what I'm giving you. My word has gone forth. Let it be applied to your heart and be set free. Somebody give him praise in the house. I am not going to wait. 
I'm going to tell you by the time I count three, it's up to you to be up here. You know who you are. You know why God did what he did. One, you need to say, it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report says. Two, you've got to make up your mind that this is time. I'm tired of what I'm happening. I'm tired of the struggle. I'm tired of going through it. I'm tired of being discouraged. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being where I'm at. And it's time for me to do it. Three, come on, in the name of Jesus, get out of your seat and get it. Oh, my God. Woo. Folks, I believe God did something in the house today, don't you? Woo. All right, pastor, workers, let's get up here with them. You don't happen to know that song, do you? Fear's a liar. Good, I'll sing it. No, I won't. You know me better than that. Thank you. Now listen to me. All like a pastor, you have other prayer cloths, right? They're right there. I don't know how many I have here. It looks like I may have about 20 or 30. I don't even know for sure. But we're going to give them to you as long as they last. Judy Sargent's going to help you out. Who is it? Listen to me. Who is it? that has even been seated in this service and you almost felt like getting up and leaving because you said, I just can't get out of this. Anybody? I want to know who you are. There's a hand right there. Give her one right there. Right there. Right here. They've been anointed, honey. They even, if they look stained, it's because they have anointing all right here. Look at me, everybody. I know if you have to leave, you got to leave. I understand that. But I need some prayer partners right now because we are dealing with the forces of evil. Doesn't mean these people are evil. It just means it's oppression or depression or whatever it is. Will you stretch your hands toward this altar? I need your prayers right now. I don't want people to be blessed. I want them to be delivered. I want them to be free. In the name of Jesus, pray right now. In the name of Jesus. If you're down here for prayer, just let me know.
was kidding when I said two o'clock, but it's fine with me. All right. Like a raging fire burning my soul, baptize me. Like a raging fire. 